there's going to be a few on this list that are just naturally for those who listen they're like uh, it's one of those tropes of the, the sports cast one of those Dave Donnelly tropes that he makes us talk about all the time this is probably going to be one of those what is it what is it that just ranks it up there above the Tunnock's Cup or the uh, the Iron Brew Cup which is also the same cup <laughs> for you yeah just do it stinks the greatest cup competition in world football I think let's drill down into that why is that exactly um, well it's uh, it's on midweek uh, you get to travel the grounds that you wouldn't normally travel to like the, the Clontarf all weather or Longford Town um, there's you know it's, just, it's a good opportunity for, for teams from different divisions to or different different league structures to play against against uh, senior teams uh, you know as we've seen in previous years with you know Sheriff got to the semi-finals this year Collinstown a few mm. years ago different teams and maybe teams that are kind of looking to maybe punch above the above the level of junior intermediate football and getting regular games against against you know maybe some teams will send out 19s but other teams will send out senior teams and it's just a it's a chance for the different levels of of football to I suppose uh, face off against each other and it's uh, it, it's kind of gone out with the, the FAI Cup a bit uh, the League Cup doesn't really have it either so it's kind of um, it's unique in that regard you know it's it's just limited to Leinster but uh, you know it's a, it's a vibrant competition uh, maybe a lot some clubs don't treat it as seriously as they should but uh, you saw with, with um, you know a few years back when Bowles won the first cup in a few years what, what it meant to them and, uh, and you know uh, you know pictures of team celebrating everything like that then Shells won a first first trophy again in a good few years and mm. you know they won it two years in a row so it gives different teams opportunities to maybe uh, to get to get to games and, and lift trophies that they, they otherwise uh, might find very difficult Let's go right back to the start then for the the, the, the formation stages. The back to when I was a, when a young I was a young lad. 1892, was it? Yeah. Uh, back, back to we when the Leinster Senior Cup was founded at that point, essentially when the uh, Leinster Football Association was set up. Um, it's, it's, I'm right to say it is the oldest association football competition in Ireland, I believe. Mm. Uh, made up, just for those who don't know, I suppose, who are coming at this as purely League of Ireland fans, it's made up of teams, the League of Ireland, the Leinster Senior League and a couple of Leinster Junior sides, isn't it? Um, well, junior league, yeah. Leinster like. Senior League, DAUL, uh, the United Churches League, and mm. CCFL, I think, and a uh, couple, couple others. Um, the, you know, the what you call it, the um, Tipperary League and, mm. and Wexford League, stuff like that. So, for a bit of background on how I suppose the cup came into existence, and even how the the Leinster Football Association came into existence, it was during the IFA FAI split. The FAI complaints that the IFA players were getting more sort of favourable representation internationally, uh, and essentially this, the Leinster Football Association were a subsidiary tasked with sort of accelerating the growth of the game in Dublin. And there's been pretty much interesting stories right from the off, Dave. We kind of talked a bit off air, but the, the first ever winners, uh, the Leinster Nomads in, in 1982. And even then, there's, there's kind of a really interesting story behind them. They're quite a few players, really, they picked up off Dublin's first ever club, the Dublin Association FC, uh, who would have yeah, pretty much disbanded. All the players kind of left after the fallout over the uh, aforementioned IFA and FAI thing. There was an Irish Cup semi-final. They all ended up basically yeah, a dodgy decision of what it sounds like um, and I think I think it was a case of one of the Lionos was associated to the Northern Irish Club um, or so the the allegations go uh, so well, essentially full circle now yeah, on <laughs> exactly it's been broadcast on this the Reinsman gets injured and all of a sudden somebody <laughs> off, the, off the other team is, is officiating um, 
and then if you, I suppose if you look at the cup, the winners early on, it, you know, all it does a quick courtesy glance at Wikipedia to show that Bar the Nomads, the cup was pretty much passed between Shells and Bowls for about 25 years. Yeah, which is I remember at the time that uh, Shells and Bowls were, were amateur teams at that time. Uh, Shells were, I suppose, were. Um, you know they they were they were paying players. I don't think they were you know a hugely kind of professional outfit. That was kind of the way football was at the time. And you know just cups like um, uh, back then maybe the, the League of Ireland wasn't quite so established. And, and um, uh, you know it was a huge deal to win the Leinster Senior Cup, particularly as you know traveling all over the country and and playing teams you know every week the way the way we kind of be doing now it wasn't uh, as doable as it was. So these cup competitions were were very big. The kind of uh, you know the local ones even like. Uh, yeah, in later years, kind of Munster Senior Cup and stuff like that. You know, th- these are huge competitions for for teams, and the you know the League of Ireland Shield and all these different competitions that were maybe we don't think of as huge competitions now, but they they definitely were back then. And as you can see from from balls and shells, kind of um, uh, so it's passing it between each other for for twenty five odd years. It goes to show that kind of uh, you know they, those are the two powers in in Dublin football at the time, and, and by extension, Leicester football. I think you can see shells probably even still had that little bit extra in terms of they had like was it nine and 15 years I think it counted something to that effect so they, they really were ramping it up and then eventually we got a, a huge upset um, Olympia who I, I you know reading a couple of different things I think they were eventually based out of Inchicore maybe around that time could have been a bit of a bit after that but uh, Olympia FC caused one of the biggest upsets in uh, the Cup's history probably still when they beat Shells in 1917 they would have essentially qualified by winning the Leinster Junior Cup got them into the Leinster Senior Cup semi-final because they got a bye in the first round of that and since then it, it seems to have opened up a bit it wasn't just as much pasta between those clubs yeah kind of la- later on years later it was, that was a similar route to the way that um, St. Pat's came into it they kind of won the Leinster Junior Cup and that was kind of a springboard to Leinster Senior Cup and FAI Cup when they're still very much a, a junior club in the in the AUL they were able to use I suppose that, that platform as a kind of a as a way to grow and I guess that's kind of feeds back to what I'm saying but currently you know you look yeah. at teams like Collinsdale and, and Sheriff that uh, I know they don't have any plans at the moment to be to be kind of League of Ireland teams but it's re- definitely a, a, it's a level that they can use to, to, to amplify their success and, and hopefully grow to some sort of level where they can compete on a you know a, a more consistent um, uh, nationwide basis It's a good way to kind of measure League of Ireland history as well because you see a lot of the clubs like Olympia would have been one of the founding uh, teams in the League of Ireland or the Free State League as it was back then and obviously went away but you kind of see it open up like the cup winners and you know how obviously as you said the kind of two super power shells and bows at that time but you see it open up as it kind of goes along more and you see the game nearly growing uh in all of those levels so it kind of d- did what it was expected to do um at that time when you know the Lancer football association was founded let's skip on a fair bit then to the dark years uh, a shameful time in its what history dark years? a shameful time in its history for for you i'm sure you know exactly what i'm talking about 2000 to 2010 yeah that was um it was a, a sad brief, time uh, for you, I imagine. Yeah, it was. Um, uh, well, we were we were keeping the competition uh, on the back burner for uh, to get all the good players back in. You know? <laughs> for those who don't know, that was uh, essentially the years when the tournament wasn't held. It was uh, originally abandoned, apparently due to a lot of uh, fixture rows and, and fixture issues, so a lot of arguments over that. And then apparently, again, I've had to kind of go through the archives find this, but foot and mouth disease outbreak in uh, sort of around February. Would have been uh, 2000 then, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, February 2000. That year essentially sort of led these you know, these fixtures to the point where they couldn't rearrange them. Um, and yeah, unfortunately 10 years without the, the Leinster Senior Cup, which is really strange because we talk about it being the oldest cup competition, and you're essentially saying, oh, it was essentially gone for 10 years, which feels really, really strange. Um, eventually, was was put back on. Everyone's delighted, and uh, I kind of 
trying to find the, the exact way to say this, but essentially the previous champions, who I think would have been St. Pat's at the times, uh, at that time, got to defend their trophy 10 years there. So essentially, you know, they could, you know, we say most successful teams ever in it, you know, 9 and 15 years, whatever I said about Shells. Pat's held it for 10 years in a row. Unchallenged. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Not even a point. Um, upsetting time for you, I imagine. Didn't uh, have anything to do midweek. Yeah, of course. It was, uh, it was scratching my heels and <laughs> pulling my hair out and all sorts. Well, eventually... Couldn't it, get me fix. Yeah. <laughs> And fix is very much the word. Well, this is the thing. Yeah, I mean, fine. <laughs> so so much uh, love have you got for the the Leinster Senior Cup that you forced it into uh, this sort of Advent thing we're doing. And not only that, you you, writ, you wrote a sort of ode to it nearly last year uh, mm. on Extra Time. Dottie, it was um, there are only two certainties in life: debt taxes and the Leinster Senior Cup. And I did mention this on another podcast. You coined that term on this podcast originally. I think maybe it's just something you go around saying. All so, the time yeah. around uh, all these grounds. I, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't get where I am by being original, you know. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think that kind of feeds into you know just to, just to uh, finish off on your previous point about the the ten years of of not going ahead. I suppose that was you know you're looking two thousand kind of the time the 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 prime of the of the professional league of Ireland yeah. league I guess and it was um, you know the the bigger clubs probably saw it as a bit of a nuisance. To <laughs> Did they go well at Manchester United just not? Not turn it. up one year. They went off to, off know, to Japan or something. Off to, to uh, Libya. Libya. Yeah. <laughs> Topical one there. I'm angry. I'm angry, Tony. I have to be honest. Your behaviour was despicable. We do deserve it. Yeah, being robbed during the season with the Dublin City affair. I can't, I'm sorry, Tony, but I'm, I'm, I'm angry as well. I was angry before the game. I've been angry for a long time. And all I can say is, Stephen Kenny, we've won it. So go on, go back to Scotland and get lost. People have talked about Stephen Kenny, he's a nice guy. Don't want people in that in the league, his carry on's been absolutely outraged. Very strong words uh, from Stuart Byrne there. Um, Roddy, what do you reckon? Well, I think he was a bit angry. I think that probably the, a lot of the junior sides, maybe the there wasn't a, a tremendously good relationship with League of Ireland clubs thankfully that seems to be better now so um, you know uh, that, that's why I still think it's a great competition and we see the same the same sort of things happening the sort of fixture fixture irregularities I suppose I was speaking to you off, um, off air earlier about um, at the long reach the, the final of this year's competition they they beat Dundalk in the fourth round which is when League of Ireland clubs come in uh, they beat Dundalk before the first division season started and then they played their following game, the quarter-final, after the first division uh, season finished. Uh, they won that, then they went to the final, which was played a month after they'd all gone home and gone on their holidays. <laughs> it was kind of a, it's, that, it's, that kind of, it's just a strange competition. It's so, um, you know, to, to just go six months without, well, actually, sorry, eight months without a game in a competition is just wild. <laughs> uh, it's, as you said in the piece as well, it's like, it sort of doesn't, start or end it just constantly exists there's no like a lot of the fixtures overlap quite often isn't it so like it can be the first round while the I don't know yeah, quarterfinals are still the, ongoing the first round of this year's and I say this year's very tentatively but <laughs> the first the first the that's why I wonder round. was it ever gone in 2010 it was just in a kind of constant state no, of this where it was never wrapped up the point in the article it's the only competition in world football that never finishes <laughs> it's, it's, ne- it's always ongoing it's the, that's why I say there's three Three certainties in life. The only three things you can rely on: death taxes and the Lancaster Senior Cup, because they're <laughs> always happening. But, um, like 
yeah, I just think it's kind of, um, you know, it's one of those things. Last year's competition ran for 14 months. Uh, the previous year's, I think, was about 13 months. Uh, this season's 1920 competition, the preliminary round started in September, two months before the actual final of the previous year's competition. Um, some games took place before the, you know, the some first round games took place before the preliminary round games, which also took place before the previous year's final. And it's just... Kind you're gonna you're like gonna that. have the people that didn't understand Inception having an absolute nosebleed at this yeah. point trying to listen to this. Yeah, I think um, the phrase they use in the article is the only competition that starts before it starts and ends after it ends. <laughs> it, it doesn't make any. It's it, and that's what's beautiful about it. It doesn't exist on any normal uh, plane of. It doesn't play by of, of our mere human rules. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Like um, if, if you think of time as like a linear concept, um, <laughs> you're thinking about it wrong. If if it's true that time is circular and um, time, time is a circle. We always exist. We always didn't <laughs> exist. We always will exist. We always will not exist. It's the same thing. The, the Leicester Senior Cup always exists. It always doesn't exist. That's we're just, just not advanced enough to understand this competition yet. We need to become exactly. some sort of the next being in the evolutional yeah. stage. To it's basically the first it. sci-fi football competition. <laughs> um, let's let's talk about a couple of standout memories. I suppose we could go right into last year's competition, which was brilliant because we ended up with Sheriff and Kilester in the quarters, which meant that, you know... To clarify about last year's, we mean the one that finished <laughs> yeah. a couple of weeks Again, ago. Again, here we go. Um, but, the yeah, the, the the most recent season we'd have talked about it, I suppose is the best way to say it. Sheriff and Clester ended up in the quarterfinals, wasn't it? Uh, Clester beat Shamrock Rovers to get there, and then Sheriff obviously went through to Pats they, in the they semifinals. Beat, yeah, they beat Drogheda on penalties in the yeah. previous round. Yeah, they went played did, that penalty, the did that go to, like, some mad number of penalties, or am I making that up? No, I don't think so. I think no? it was... Uh, okay. It might have been sudden death, but it mm. was much more than that. But, uh, but eventually then brought Pats to extra time in the semi-final. So, like, really did have quite a run of it. Yeah, and then they got three players sent off in the space of five minutes, yeah. and that kind of kind of brought an end to yeah, it. Yeah, it's one of those real story killers where everyone's, you know, yeah. someone like yourself, a, a hack like yourself down there, kind of going, oh, the narrative, the narrative, and then the three narrative. red cards are like, let's ruin the story. It's going to be boring match report, this. Yeah, that's uh, a shame. But, no, it's, it's kind of the thing that, I, you know, it's just a nice thing to see in the competition. I know Sheriff get to the the FAI Cup and stuff like that, and they get to they've been to what six Junior Cup finals in seven years, which is always a big day out for fans. But you know, just to have a team like Pat showing up to the Clontarf all weather and kind of facing off against the, the junior team, it's it's good for for the local area, and good for good for good for everyone who's into football and in the general area. And it's just a, it was a good time. There's a lot of people out there who probably wouldn't be going to League of Ireland matches but they're they're heading along to see their their local club playing against you know a, a, an under 19s team that happened to be because uh, Pats were out of season just one one of the kind of drawbacks of the competition schedule I suppose but you know it was a, it was a good occasion it was a really good really good game and the you know players 15s 17s 19s who were all kind of playing to 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 advance their careers and possibly get senior contracts and things like that going out and pressing and you know it was a, it was a good, good occasion all around and then obviously in the final they, they went on and a similar team actually missing a couple of their 17s or away in international duty ended up uh, hammering the senior athlone team 4-0 in, in the final so it's kind of a uh, you know it's it's not just a I suppose it's not just a dumping ground for for teams to kind yeah. of you know stick a few underage players in and give them a game. It's uh, for Pats, it's worked out really well, and I think a lot of players have taken an awful lot from him, and that's that's something that has to be uh, to be valued. Would you have a few from games you've gone to? I suppose because you mentioned one of the more recent ones. Would you have standout memories going back, or is it? Uh, no, I just enjoy it for what it is. I mean, like a lot of the games I go to, because but kind of down to my work, I'd be I'd be more inclined to go to not the not the League of Ireland teams against each other, but maybe mm. uh, 
uh, unless the senior league and AUL team against against the league of Ireland teams such as that Sheriff game or maybe a couple of years ago Moctis and, and Rovers games like that where you know there's it's a real intense competition and it's uh, in Rovers case generally it's um, it's Aidan Power who or Aidan Power is the DJ Aidan Aidan Price who will take over the um, take the team uh, you know in certain cases like that Clester match you, m- you mentioned earlier that was a day after. Um, or two days after, I think Rovers played in Europe, so obviously the first team couldn't play in that. So uh, Price took over the took over the run, or Stephen Rice came over, one of them did, and took over the game, and, and obviously didn't work out very well. But it was good experience for those players. And um, this year, Jamie Ward, the the Pats on the 19s coach, took took them for the last few games, and you know obviously led them to the led them to the cup. So that, you know that's great to see. But um, in general, I, I kind of like to see those games that are between teams who are operating in different leagues and maybe wouldn't play each other that often, and and. Um, and I suppose just to see what we see what each other are made of, and it's it you know, always makes always makes for a good time, and especially the the finals are obviously a big always a big occasion because generally you do have a few younger players in there who um, maybe might not have experienced winning a winning a senior trophy before, and unfortunately some of them maybe they they won't do it again. So you know it's great to see, and the celebrations are always great. Good way to educate yourself as well, I suppose, about the game in this country right down to its grassroots level because mm. obviously you'd have have that knowledge compared to a few of the rest of us who would have never even set foot out there. Um, one little enjoyable element I always find about Leinster Senior League as well, but the Cup um, is seeing players who I'm totally unaware of still playing around the place at all yeah, pop yeah, up. Yeah, I mean, wasn't there, wasn't there Declan Fabio O'Brien popped up last year on one of the Leinster Senior League teams? Was it? Oh, he's back at Hearthstone. Yeah. Hearthstone. I'm is not that, sure how much he's playing now. Yeah, but still, like, I mean, yeah. even that, that, like, it does feel a little bit like it kind of comes out of left field if you've not seen that story break and why would you yeah well even if you look at the sheriff team they were in the semis this year they have Stephen Marr who was that draw there for years uh, Pats you know he's still in my view he's still good enough to play League of Ireland you have Anto Flood I'm sure he could play League of Ireland as well he's in the team he got, got sent off um, uh, as a few of them did uh, Anto Murphy who, who probably pulled out of League of Ireland earlier than he should have as well Matt Quigley he wasn't playing but he's the coach he's you know he's Still a, a top class player. He's playing. He's capable of playing at a, a very good level. So you know you have players like that, and you have even looking through, you know, Colester brought in a few kind of under nineteen players from different teams. A few under nineteen from League of Ireland players have gone, or from League of Ireland teams gone to Sheriff and different teams like that. So you always see a bit of a, you know, a, a bit of action. And, and then if you, if you look at the kind of the bigger teams like the the Bluebell Uniteds or the Crumlin Uniteds, you have players there who maybe have ambitions of you know making a step up either to the League of Ireland or maybe even to a higher level again. And, you know that's kind of their breeding ground, and it's proper men's football. They're they're learning lessons. They're you know playing against people who are you know an awful lot bigger than them, but they're they're putting themselves out there. They're playing amateur football, and they're and they're they're making the best of it, and they're trying to make a you know a good career, a good career for themselves, or just maybe they just enjoy playing at that level, and that's kind of kind of what they like. And you know they like being able to kind of go out with their mates on the weekend and not really worry about you know playing to a professional standard, which is. You know, it's all good, and it's. I just think it's good to see, you know, all those different types of players coming up against each other because you often don't see it in kind of the top Premier Division matches where maybe you have the mixture of you know grizzled veterans and, and you know young players who are very very highly rated. You have kind of um, players that maybe slipped slipped through the net a little bit, or players who just aren't quite ready to get get to that level yet. So you kind of you see different things that you wouldn't normally see it maybe a maybe a senior game or or maybe an under 19s game. I'm trying to think of a way to close out this podcast, but I don't think there is one because, as you said, a, a podcast like this that you know sort of mirrors a competition like that should sort of always be in existence, but and kind of never end, but always begin. So maybe what I'll just do here is I'll copy the start of the podcast so like it starts again and it just plays around and around and around until uh, yeah. 
It'll also be detrimental to the rest of our listens because some people won't listen to the next podcast. I don't think anyone will listen to it anyway. <laughs> <laughs>